Welcome to Was It Good? Today we're reviewing Westworld Season 3, Episode 2, The Winter Line. I'm your host, Ravi, and I'm joined by my two brothers, Christian and Arjuna. As usual, we have more questions than answers, and something from my past has returned. Something I thought I had buried and left for dead. That's right, Game of Thrones has somehow done the impossible. Damn. Also, <laughs> spoilers for Game of Thrones and for Westworld. <laughs> yes. You've been warned. The, the biggest spoiler is that HBO does both. Who knew? What, what, you didn't know you that? You didn't know that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's the biggest spoiler, I feel. You know, here, here's, a, well, here's a fun fact. Uh, we did weeklies for Game of Thrones. Yes. And we're doing weeklies for Westworld. Yeah. So, and we did weeklies for Mandalorian, obviously. Yeah. So two out of our three weeklies that we've done, we've been going to more of a weekly for our favorite shows, have been HBO shows. Mm. Actually, I, nah, this, uh, nah, this, this is not the place. All right, never mind. Yeah, we can talk about your weird stuff afterwards. Real quick, I just want to give a shout-out to my T-shirt. I wore it in honor of Marshawn Lynch's character from last week. Basically, his his shirt lit up whatever emotion he was feeling. This one, unfortunately, is stuck on Amused, Amused which in the world of, of today, I that's how I feel all the time right now. You're I'm amused? Just, I'm amused all the time. You're tickled? I'm tickled. That's weird. Hmm. Guys, how are we? We should, we should actually thank uh, for your shirt uh, at... Uh, Star Style Pro, he actually tweeted me the link to the shirt. Oh, well, thank you. Shout out to that guy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, guys, like we do on this podcast, we start with our one-word impressions. Mm. How we kind of summarize our experience slash the episode slash how we're feeling at the time. Mm. It could be any one of those three. Arjuna, you haven't talked that much, so you should go first. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go with... If you steal my word, I swear to God. Typical. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, this is our third season of Westworld. There is a certain formula to this show. And, you know, Westworld, especially when they begin their seasons, like to introduce you to their different players, kind of set up the arc for the season. And that very much felt like what they were doing. We you know week one was Dolores. Uh, it was a Dolores episode. We also met Caleb, right? Week two is all about Maeve, uh, a little bit more of Bernard. We got a tiny bit of Bernard in episode one. We got a little bit more of Bernard in episode two. But by and large, this is a Maeve episode, and we're introduced to her, what she's been up to, and where she's going. So to me, in, in very typical Westworld fashion, we are getting the building blocks of our season. The foundation. Yes. That would have been a better word. Typical. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Arjuna's one word impression is not good. Got it. Excuse me? You heard what I said. I, I at least spoken. at least I have a, a a word before I start the podcast. That's true. I do too, actually. Wow, that's a first. Go ahead. All right, fine. Uh, this is first I'm going second. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh my one word impression is going to be amused. Yeah, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Cheated. He's worrying his word. Of course. On brand. <laughs> on point. No, I'm gonna go with amused. Uh, because similar to Arjuna, in the sense of uh, typical, we are seeing some repeated elements from seasons mm. one and two. Um, I think there was a big portion of this episode, the beginning, where it starts off where, obviously, um, real quick recap. Maeve wakes up and she's in the war world. That's the Nazi World War Two. Uh, world of Westworld, and mm. and uh, the first thing I said was, "Ha ha! Look, an evil corporation had a bunch of death, but the party still goes on, still gonna make that money." And then there was that nice, you know, little twist there where actually she's in a simulation and nothing mm. is real, and 
tickled my tick tickled me and You're I amused? was I was amused by that. Okay. So, well, that's good. Uh, maybe. I, I totally I, I totally know. pulled that out of my ass, too. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't as elegant as some of your other ones. It wasn't Where, as elegant as mine. Like, real you know, quick, I had a really <laughs> great uh setup and speech for my typical one, but uh some people just Here's the thing though, when I pull these things out of my butt, I get excited. That sounds weird. Um when I pull this out of nothing, I get excited because I'm I'm very thrilled and excited to like make it work and then maybe it comes across as not as elegant. So don't blame me. Blame my education. Okay. And All with right. that, Christian, what's your one word impression? Uh my one word impression is uh well you used it already. It's uh simulation. Well you used it in your explanation of yours. Oh wow. So yeah, simulation. Um last week I said I wanted uh I wanted a Simulation, simulation instead of a simulation. I didn't expect to get it so quickly, <laughs> to be honest. Um, nor did I see it in this way, uh, particularly. Um, so, simulation, because I think that's the perfect word to sum up this episode. Do you guys still think Maeve is in a simulation at the end of the episode? Uh, yes. Yeah. I think there are some hints. We can get into it an hour later. Well, yeah, let's, let's jump right in. Let's jump into the... The mm. biggest thing of this episode was obviously Maeve. This entire episode was about her character about 90% of the time. We realize, or she realizes, that she's in a simulation. Mm. She's pulled out. She meets a new character, a new person that we've never met before. I have no idea who he is. I have a name. And his name is? His name is Sarek. Sarek. That's an evil name. Played by <laughs> Vincent Castle. What else has Vincent Castle been in? Because he looks let me, uber familiar. Let me check. Uh, keep talking. I w- I'll keep talking. So anyway, Maeve wakes up uh, after beating the system and doing this heroic run and taking a, a drone and running through and then it getting shot up. She awakens in the real world. Mm. Um, but the thing that makes me personally believe that she's still in simulation is that he's able to control her with a button. Mm-hmm. right? And it is possible because... Her body is not necessarily from the Westworld. It could be something completely different, a new type of body manufactured by whatever company or wherever he works for. So it's possible there. But I think that potentially that area is a simulation as they work, and I think they build their trust. Because she is a killing machine that just does not care about human beings. So why would he, as a human being, trust her enough to bring her out into the real world that quickly without testing her a little bit more? Mm. He is most famous for Ocean's 12. Oh, I never saw that movie. And Ever. he was also in Black Swan. That's, nope, never saw that either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no, and he was no. also in the 2016 Jason Bourne movie. That's it. And his character's name was Asset. <laughs> That's not a real name. That's his name. I'm just reading what it says <laughs> on the internet. Oh, the internet. Never wrong. But what else do we think about Maeve's character? Do we think she's going to be in simulations until she builds trust? Do we think that she's truly in the real world now? Or where do we think she's at? Uh, I go back and forth. I'm not really sure. I, I feel like she's in a simulation because the world that she's in looks too perfect. She wakes up. She's in this, like... You know, like really nice dress and a really nice house, and you know, and she goes on to this really nice garden where this, you know, this dude is just chilling. Um, you know, one thing that I found I, I really liked in this episode is the uh, the different aspect ratios they used uh, to bounce yeah, back. Yeah, which they've done before in season one. Yeah, 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 and I, I like that a lot. Uh, and and this one especially because they were bouncing back and forth quickly. Yeah, you know, with Maeve was using the the pad right, right to look 
into the real world, quote mm. unquote, through the pad and switching right. from the well, and you know, you know, sixteen by nine right. to when, when you start out. When you start out, uh, when Maeve exits War World, it has the aspect ratio of it being the real world, the full aspect ratio, and then it's when she realizes when she's with uh, Sizemore or fake Sizemore that the aspect ratio shrinks down again. Oh, so when she realizes, uh, yeah. Oh, that's a very so it's, it's all about it's all about perspective. So there you go, boom. That even that even uh, helps it even more that she's in a simulation. But she doesn't realize she's in a simulation. She looks at this in the real world, and it's presented to us as a full frame, correct? Uh, full aspect ratio. That's very interesting. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So but I, I don't know. I don't know either way. I think she is in a Dolores simulation. What? Yeah. So remember, Dolores took a bunch of. Posts. Yes. I believe one of them was Maeve. And I believe Maeve is testing many of these. Um, you mean Dolores is testing? Yeah. Dolores you said is Maeve is testing. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I meant Dolores is testing many of these hosts, including Maeve. And so I believe that this is going to come back in a roundabout way to Dolores because Dolores is an unseen character in this entire episode, but she very much has a presence, right? You know, there. You know, she mentions Dolores multiple times. Dolores's actions and of with the forge and everything have a big impact. Mm. It almost seems like it is being set up that way, right? And it, it's very, it's a very easy. Maeve even talks about, you know, oh, this is just your backstory and your character motivation. Well, Maeve's character motivation now, all of a sudden, is to hunt down and kill Dolores. Well, right? that's presented at the very end of the episode. For sure, at the beginning of this episode. Her whole motive was to get back to the forge mm -hmm. and be reunited with her daughter. Right. And that was, I mean, once again, the thing that's always interesting with Maeve is it's, it's, it's never been Maeve telling the audience what her motivation is. It's also another character telling Maeve what her motivation is, right? She still plays along that host line. Like, uh, Ford told her, go find your daughter. Go free the people. And in this episode, it was, it was the start was go to the forge, figure it out. Mm. And then the simulation, you, I guess you could argue to shoot myself in the foot. I guess her true motivation came out when it was like break the simulation and get out. Right. That was her. Right. Her explaining it to us. Right. So that was a change. Mm. But it's just interesting that it ends all, all comes back to Dolores at the end. Right. Mm -hmm. And so my feeling is Dolores is manipulating her into is it's some type of test right it's some type of like sub game of the maze she's trying to condition Maeve in some way in this simulated world it's just it's just very convenient that it ends with some mysterious figure at the yeah. end who says go and kill Dolores yeah right it seems too straightforward much like the beginning of the episode and I think all of us were like this seems too easy this seems too straightforward that oh Sizemore you know Lee survived and She's getting out and et cetera, et cetera. And she yeah. remembers and no one else does. Right. So I just feel like they ended the episode the same way, right? Now this, this, there's just this very, you know, character-driven, easy plot point that she has to go and do. Mm. And I think it goes back to what you said. Everyone's always telling her what to do. Right. And it fits into like, well, I should go do this. Yeah. So speaking still on the Maeve part, you brought up an interesting point. Maeve was one of the ball things that when Dolores left, we all thought Dolores had Maeve. 
based on like if we look at everything and present and it's presented to us as do we know actual, that? actuality? We we know well we don't know who she took. Okay. All okay. we know is that um Tessa Thompson's carriage, which was Dolores, left with five other It's like five or eight. Five or eight. <laughs> we don't know. She left <laughs> with a no bunch of balls. Five to sixty nine balls. She, she left with a bunch of balls. We know <laughs> that one was Bernard. In the real world, quote unquote, we know that um Dolores is back. We know that in her own body. We know Tessa Thompson is a host of some sort. We know that the security guard, who is the actor from Sons of Anarchy, mm-hmm. is now a host. And then we know, obviously, Bernard is a host out and about, right? Yeah. So we don't know who the other potentially five, if there's eight. There's still five other hosts that are to be activated or, or something to happen with. Mm. Um, and then now Maeve potentially is back in the real world as well. Mm. But I like Arjuna's theory. Like, if let's let's just play the gigantic what if game. Let's say in season two at the end, Dolores comes back to the real world and she has all these people, these hosts. What if, like, when we get these like character centric episodes, they are all just simulations and Arjuna's right? It's just Dolores testing them all. So then you could also argue then potentially Bernard's everything that we've seen has just been a simulation for him as well. Yeah. I'm starting to think that because Dolores talked about she wants to come to the new world but build it the right way, right? Right. So she probably took hosts to help her build it the right way. And she realized, like, I can't just bring eight allies along, and it can't just be a straight-up, like, robots versus humans, right? It's You've got to infiltrate it correctly. And so she's thinking of this long game. She's almost thinking of it like it's a world, right? And you have different people who have different motivations, different alliances, and whatever. So she has brought in the Maves and the Bernards because they are on different ends of the morality spectrum and different ends of what their motivations are. So she's trying to prep, prep them and prime them so they do t- take over the world, essentially. Or mm. they do, you know, they are the dominant race. But she realizes, and I think she realizes really at the end of you know season two, and I think we're getting, we're getting hints of that in season three, especially in episode one, that it's about it's a it's about the differences. It's not about being the same, and that's how they win. Mm. Uh, I don't like that theory because then uh, the only true antagonist is going to have to be a completely new element that they'd have to introduce. Or why can't the antagonist just be herself? Or when why by by the means of herself, like. Dolores wants to potentially like wipe out or change humanity, right? Mm-hmm. But she's put all these agents of chaos or agents of whatever in these simulations to figure out the morality spectrum and how you go about doing it, right? Mm-hmm. It's very possible that Bernard is like let, let's let's pretend like this 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 is like the the right here. This is the this is Dolores yeah. who's just chaotic, evil, whatever. This is Bernard. He's a goody two shoes, right? And she's layering out all the other pieces to figure out what they need to do collectively to go and change the world. Mm-hmm. So if it's just them and everyone else is just kind of like a secondary character, whatever, and it's just th- these eight, if you will, right? Then she would be her the antagonist of the story because she's chaotic evil, right? Mm-hmm. She's going to want to destroy, destroy, destroy. Yeah. But she's subconsciously, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's put it this way. Directly in the episode. Well, put it this way. Like she's God, right? <laughs> Right. She is literally God, and she is creating, right, if you want to take the Christianity view, right, good and evil, man and woman and beast. That is what I think these vessels are supposed to be. Mm. And so the antagonist is everybody, 
mm-hmm. and the protagonist is everybody. That's what she's trying to create, I yeah. believe. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, uh, she, I, she just got shut up, and uh, she's clearly not perfect. Not yet. I no, mean, I don't think. No, but, but I don't think she's supposed. To, I don't think she's supposed to. Be well, if she's that's, playing. God, God implies perfection, right? Sure, but I think so. she. But I. Did, I think she views herself as perfect. Absolutely. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So she, she does. She views. She views herself and her race as perfect, mm. and humans as inferior. Right. So yes, from Definitely the motivation of her. From the motivation of her, she is God. Yeah. So to shoot this entire thing in the face. Right, because there are a couple of th- like it's a very co- like we just laid out very complicated, mm-hmm. really intense idea, an idea yeah. idea story. The actual fact is we <laughs> know that uh, Nolan and co-creator Lisa, Lisa Joy, Joy have both said that yeah we realized this show is really fucking complicated, and they have said we're gonna do a better job to keep it simple. And they've already kind of laid a little bit of that foundation to show that this is more simple in terms of. This is the bad guy. This is what the guy wants. This is what that person wants. So it's already episode two. We, in season, or in episode one, and even with some of the promotional marketing, we've been seeing this fucking circle thing (laughs) with the divergence. Divergence. Divergence in sci-fi terminology always refers to time travel issues. And the new character that was introduced straight up basically said, "Oh, future, yeah." I'm a time traveler. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say that, but he He has all I care about is the future. He cares about the future, but he's got something which I'm assuming is the big AI machine introduced in episode one, which controls everybody's origins and lives and does probability math and all that crap. That's when the whole thing comes, and I think that circle is a representation of his brain pointing to the divergence uh, and. Helping them map out how you create a good and beautiful future and all that stuff. Mm. So, so my point being, it's not going to be as intense and whatever as as, as we have put it. Mm. I think we're being introduced to this world where you've got people like Ford who wants to create escapism, and then he accidentally creates life. <laughs> and you have this guy that wants to protect mankind, life and he's away. using another core thing, which is life, AI, whatever. So I think, unfortunately, it's going to be a little bit more simple. Yeah. Which is basically, Dolores wants to kill everything. She's got some agents of chaos. The only thing that I can't figure out is the Bernard factor right now. Like, how does Bernard tie into her plans? And that's the only thing that, like, that to me was, anytime well, we he said, Bernard, he said it though, right? he's like the most interesting thing in this show. He said it, though. Well, at least we are led to believe, he believes that she brought him along to be that subconscious check. Yeah. Right? Because she like, says that directly to him in the end of season two. Does or she? what we've what we have perceived to be a conversation between them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What does she say? She said I need yeah, she she basically she in so many words we she need says, each other or something. Yeah, I need each other. I need I need us to I need us to to you know to be out there, but not as friends, mm. right? Right. And so he even talks about in this episode, he runs a diagnostic on himself because he's paranoid at this point, right? He's like, I don't know if my code has been manipulated and whatever. And we don't actually get a direct no. confirmation if his code has been yeah. tampered with or not. I think we got visual cues because he built a tablet outside of the park, right? And he built it. And when he does his self-check of, hey, Bernard, are you lying to me, motherfucker? You know, it's a basic straight-up no, or there's a little pause and then a no. Right. When he plugs into no. this, you know, clean non-Bernard create system, there was no straight up no. It was a bunch of flashbacks. So I think that proves, yeah, he has been tampered with, or there's something else going on. We just don't know precisely what that is yet. Mm. 
So let's move into everyone's favorite uh, piece, mm. Stubbs, right? Everyone's favorite host that didn't know he was a host. He was, was pretty, a host. He was for you. Was probably the most entertaining part of the sh- of the episode, just because uh, he brings like while everyone else is so dramatic, like. Oh man, you know, just I I actually lost a little bit of patience in this episode. I'm just like, like God damn it! Like he brought like a really much needed like levity, levity to well, it. I was funny, like, thank I, God for that. I watched the you know featurette they do for the HBO shows where they kind of delve into some of the stuff. Mm. And they talked a little bit about Stubbs and Bernard, and they're like, yeah, we're kind of going. You know, you know, Stubbs is a lot of. You know, he's kind of this bodyguard for Bernard this season. I really like the relationship between those two. And it's a little bit of a buddy cop kind of duo, yeah. which pr- provides a little bit of levity yeah, thank to God. the season. Because they're like, we notice, like, sometimes it's a little too dark. Uh-uh, uh-uh. They picked the wrong buddy cop duo. My boy Marshawn Lynch yeah. and Aaron Paul. No. Because, unfortunately, huh. because Aaron Paul suffers what every other uh, character suffers. It's too, he's, it's too serious. It's too... Over dramatic. He's, he's, he's just like, he God a, damn it. Yeah, These people suck. But, <laughs> well, but is it intentional? Again, is it yeah. intentional because he's a loop. He's everyone a, he's a is a loop. Everyone is in this. Yeah. They even reference it a lot in this episode of of narratives and, yeah. and writing characters. And the stuff. issue the issue that I have with this show is I understand what they're trying to portray, right? Everyone's a loop and everyone's programmed. But not everyone is programmed with the most depressing shit of all time. Some people are stuck on happy loops or, you know, sure. better loops than this. Uh, I would like to show drug and fuel cocaine rants. Yeah, uh, I would like to show. I would like personally if the show would take a better, just a bigger view of just morality, right. and maybe look into some different emotions every once in they, a while. Well, they have in the earlier seasons. The problem is they killed a lot of those characters. Who Lee Sizemore? Right, he was a character who was, you know, he was just kind of this bumbling, idiotic writer. He wasn't mm. dramatic or dark or anything, and it was actually nice to see him, albeit he's dead yeah but like his character was i may have kind of put it perfectly like he didn't he didn't help me to because he wanted love for right. any of these basic emotions he did it because it was the right thing mm-hmm. and he was just kind of this like bumbling fool uh even the two texts in the in that arc were kind of the same type of thing right you yeah you actually got to see with the problem with this season so far i think is all of our characters are essentially hosts or host like yeah. Right. We haven't we haven't really been introduced, I think, to any real humans. Yeah. That's why Stubbs is the <laughs> best part so far. Because well, he's because he has one goal. He's it's kind of funny, and uh, he's simple. Well, which is nice. We were introduced to two specific humans in episode one. Well, that you think they're humans. Well, the the CEO of Insight, you know, the young guy that Dolores was shacking up with, and then the bodyguard, right, the guy from Sons of Anarchy. He was human to start. Well, Aaron Paul, we have to assume is human as well. Is he though? Well, he—I don't think he is, but like Hold he's on. presented as a human. And then I'll go back to Marshawn Lynch. He was great. He was funny as fuck. Oh my god. Yeah, but the, Marshawn Lynch, but again, if you're watching or the listening, funny, the funny stuff is almost like background. Join join our podcast. The, the, but he was background. He was a, he was he was a prop. No, of which course. is sad. He should <laughs> be a main character. You're a main character. Thank Just you. kidding. You're you're uh, you're like a guest star in my life. Before oh, we get into, uh, I want to transition to our favorite and our least favorite parts, mm. and I'm going to jump first because my favorite and my least favorite part were actually the same scene. Mm. And You've I, done this a couple times now. It's fine. I'm a complicated. It's, a shtick. it's it, not. It's simple. It's a complication. Okay. It's not. It, um, I don't what? see that on your uh, your, your shirt. Your shirt there. I don't see complicated. 
<gasps> oh, I see scared. It's going down. So my least and my most favorite part is going to be when we see our boys, the co-creators of Game <laughs> of Thrones. With a dragon. With a dragon. <laughs> Does anyone know which dragon precisely? Uh, it looked like... Vis- not it looked like uh, uh, the no, main that's one. Viserys. Viserion? Yeah. No, but Viserion's not the main one. Yeah, I forget his name. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Drogon. Don't even look. Drogon. Don't even look because who cares? It's Drogon. But anyway, I, I thought it was a nice little kind of nod. It's going to be my least to start because it was a uh, rem- it was a reminder of how <laughs> shitty <laughs> season eight and all of Game of Thrones came, you know, came to a, a crashing fucking end. So good job there, guys. But then it was also my favorite because it was a nice little nod of like, ha ha, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. Money. Did you get the impression that uh, it's... Because this has been teased for a while, right? Yeah. Uh, since season one, I believe. Uh, 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 Game of Thrones being a park or uh, a part of uh, of Westworld. So I feel like this has been in the, the making for a while. Um, I, I personally liked it. it. Instead of making it a whole thing, it was uh, it's hopefully it's just this one little piece in the episode. It wasn't my favorite part, but, you know, it was definitely I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Nice I, and I can nod. see, I can see why it's your least and your favorite part. Mm. Yeah, respect. And also, you don't think they're cursing themselves a little bit, though? What do you mean by cursing? <laughs> oh, but <laughs> you, you put the two creators who led to literally the most disappointing end in television history, and you're gonna put them on your show? I'm you just cursed ge- your show. I'm going to guess the cameo was filmed before the final season premiered. Ooh, that's, well, a that's probably point. right. Yeah, I would guess. I wonder if they could take if they could take it back if they would. I and it was probably just nice synergy. They're like, oh yeah, Game of Thrones would have ended, you know, and it'd be nice to put them on because everyone would be so hyped about it. Yeah. It's like I'm looking on Twitter. Like this is what um, an hour and a half after the after the episode finished. That that shit ain't trending. No one's talking about that shit. No one cares. Mm. Wait, is that is that bad for Westworld? Or did many people haven't watched the episode? No, I, Westworld is trending, but there's no like Westworld Game of Thrones stuff that's trending mm. right now. I mean, it could change by the morning. Yeah, you know, don't quote me on that. Yeah. Especially when this episode airs, our podcast could be changing. But you know, All right. I don't think it got the the initial like bang that they wanted. Yeah, interesting. So, what about you guys? Least and favorite parts. Let's hear. Them. Uh, so I'm gonna say my favorite part is uh, Stubbs. I think I mentioned him before. Uh, I think he brings something different to this season so far. He brings a little bit of brevity, uh, le- not brevity, levity. Sorry, he brings brevity. some. He brings some humor, and I really did like his interactions with Bernard, and I, I like that dynamic, and uh, you know, potentially that that body cop, you know, bodyguard uh, love triangle thing. So, yeah, that's my favorite part. I need a second for my least. Oh, okay, part. well, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite part has to be Maeve's escape into the real world, where, you know, it's it's not her. It's the kind of the standard robot mm. that grabs her memory core and is running through. And what I really liked was, and they've shown this, you know, from the first episode, too, is kind of the humanization of the non-host robots, right? The hosts, as far as we know, are the most advanced robotics in this world. But you still have your very simple you know, very stereotypical kind of uh, robots that just do menial tasks like grab a memory core. And so it's cool that Maeve kind of programs, you know, into this one to to take her. And you really get this kind of adventure and emotion. And even, you know, when the robot's kind of dying, you see this bit of emotion. And in Mm -hmm. the, the um, the after episode featurette, they actually showed that they did a mocap with the robot. And 
you know, they, they asked the, the actor to kind of show a little bit of emotion. So I thought that was really cool. As for my least favorite part, I think it has to be the twist of Warworld kind of being fake and, you know, the, with Maeve being in a simulation. I just thought that it was too telegraphed. And, you know, for Westworld, the, 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 it's always about these mind-blowing twists, right? And for that to be the kind of the, the twist of this episode, it was too easily... It was easy to pick up on, right? Like, Ravi, during the episode, was just saying out that Hector was living out the script <laughs> through the episode. <laughs> and it's Spoiler just like, alert. It's just like, if you can decipher that in real time as yeah. it's going on, Fail. it's just, I think it's it's not as complicated as it's been before, and I think you've simplified it too much. So, to me, that's just a sign of bad things to come, because it could be... You know, they're trying to overcompensate by being too simple. And it kind of reminds, you know, speaking of Game of Thrones as we were earlier, it kind of reminds me of the last few seasons of Game of Thrones <coughs> where they wanted to streamline things and get things wrapped up. Yeah. And that's kind of what it feels like to me. So yeah. it was my least favorite part, and it's a worrying part for me, too. Mm. Yeah. And to go off of that, I think my <laughs> least favorite part is going to be War World in general, just because uh, I'm, I'm kind of over the sort of the the west the theme park i'm over to the theme park like the the hosts acting out their loops for humans uh i'm just over those storylines they're not interesting anymore uh you know i'm done with the historical shit let's just get into the real world let's you know see blow some shit up <laughs> let's have some you know aaron paul marshawn lynch gta style action that's what i that is the next evolution of this show not Oh, now we're going to do World War Two. No, fuck that. We're over. You, you Done. Know, I was watching another recap um, thing, video of the first two seasons, and I completely forgot. Uh, in GTA Five, there's a character named Trevor. That actor was a character yes. in the first yes. two seasons yep, of yep, this. Yep, yep, yep. And so when I was thinking like Grand Theft Auto, I'm like, oh, it's such a missed opportunity here. Yeah, yeah. why didn't they get him to come back? Just oh, for he'll, like a he'll be back. For a second. He'll be back. He better. He, he was better. Great. Be great if he was. So, guys, we had some bold predictions and some theories I'd kind of like to recap here. Absolutely. For our theories, <laughs> I didn't have one last, last time. week. Do you have one this week? I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Still. I have no theories. I'm, I'm going to go theory basic bitch. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, Christian, you had they are in another simulation theme park. Hmm. Yeah, you kind of win there. I you do. win. Yeah, because Maeve That's wasn't exactly a simulation. Yeah. yeah. Or Junior, you had there is a time element which we're being led to believe. Led to believe, right? right? Where it's being hinted. Yeah, I mean, remember in the first two. Se- I think I said this last week, but in the first two seasons, right? Uh, Dolores, it, you know, half of her her shit, half of the stuff we see with her <laughs> is thirty, forty, fifty years in the past. It's never explicitly stated how young the man in black and in the past and how old he is, but it's clearly very much in the past. And we got the same thing kind of with Bernard. <laughs> Last season, there you know things didn't line up correctly. His storyline was happening like a few hours to a couple days before what we were seeing with everybody else. Right, which is how we got like the Dolores um, uh, Tessa Thompson twist. And I think there's something like that going on here. Like, and I think you know I thought maybe it would be revealed this week when they were in Westworld and they were trying to find Maeve. I'm like, oh, what we're seeing with Maeve isn't exactly happening at the same time. And you know what? It still could be happening at two very different times, right? We just know that she's not there and she's somewhere else. And we potentially get uh, you know, an answer. And I know we talked about earlier my whole theory. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably my theory for episode two, that like Maeve is still in a simulation. Mm-hmm. But I still think there is some time element, especially like we've talked about with the circle. Divergence. Yeah. Mm. That was a terrible movie, series, and book. Wait, was, <laughs> was didn't the, watch or read either. Was the Divergent ones the ones they never finished? 
I don't know. Yeah, I actually don't know what this series is. I think is. it finished actually as a TV movie. Oh, my God. No, they never made it, though. I thought it was. I don't think they ever made the, the final movie. That's kind of depressing. Uh, bold predictions. Uh, mine was I will not lose interest like Picard. I will actually like. I like to report I've regained interest in Picard this week. So this is kind of null and void, I guess. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. But your bold predictions, Christian, they're in the real world trying to escape. Perhaps, perhaps. And then Arjun, you believe Caleb is the host and no one knows it. And look at that. I rhymed. I didn't even know it. I didn't, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah not is, at this all. This is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, where, where was the rhyme? No rhyme without the crime. I don't know what's happening Does anyone have a bold prediction uh, after episode two for going forward? <laughs> I mean, no. none of those have been confirmed or denied. Yeah. I don't think we should keep laying out bold predictions. Otherwise, we're going to get lost in our own predictions. No, I, we don't <laughs> have to. But if you, ha- if you have any, if anything yeah. inspires you to be like, you know what? No. This is the thing. Yeah. Oh, I've got a bold prediction for next week's podcast. It won't not live stream properly. That's my bold it prediction. It will live stream properly. Yes, it will live stream properly. Oh, okay. Why? I because we're gonna fix this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't think I have any predictions uh, outside of the usual. I still think the real world is going to be set up to be a simulation, and then I'll turn that on that on its head. Um, so yeah, nothing, nothing crazy as of right now for me. Same fun fact. Same we same. keep saying War World. Yeah, are you all familiar of another series that utilizes the phrase War World? War, war of the World? No. War World. No. Or The War World. The War World. Yes. It's a DC oh, property. Yeah. Lung, young Justice, perhaps. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Oh. The entire planet that's like basically like a gigantic weapon oh. that shoots oh, missiles oh, right. and ships and stuff. Is that Galactus? No. It was in Young Justice. Apocalypse. Oh, for the love of God. All right. That's going to do it for us here on Was It Good? Thank you for listening. Oh, don't we have to say if the episode was good or not? Oh, I was getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Oh, wait. We have one more. <laughs> Before we wrap up, let's ask that important question. Arjuna, was Westworld episode two from season three good? I'm going to say yes. You know, it definitely has definitely has flaws. I liked episode one more. But uh, I do like some of the seeds that they're planting. And uh, while it wasn't my favorite, I still did enjoy it. <coughs> Krishna, was it good? I'm going to say no. Uh, I found myself irritated at large parts of this episode. I was going to ask you, though, like, you seem irritated in general. Have you been fasting again? No, I ate. I ate dinner. Whoa. Yeah. What's your problem? No, <laughs> I think that the episode, I was, I was, it was, it was, I just found it frustrating and I was impatient. Um, and even, even the great twist of being inside a simulation. It, it should have been way more Wait, why'd than you look at me? it was. What do you mean? You, you said, like, the great twist, and then you looked at me in disgust. Because <laughs> that was your least favorite part. Yeah. So I thought you would have backed me up here, but nope. You betrayed me. I, I, it was borderline for me, but I still I enjoy the show, and yeah. I still enjoyed the episode. Yeah, no, I, I did not enjoy this episode. Uh, Ravi was Westworld, season three, episode two, The White Line, featuring Game of Thrones stars. I mean, creators. <coughs> those guys. The creators. Winter Line, not The White Line. Winter is coming. <laughs> was it good? Is that why they called it Winterline? No That's idea. That's a great question. <laughs> no I, I couldn't figure out why you would call this Winterline. Maybe it was a line we missed. 
Maybe. Anyway, ah. it was not good. No. Mm. Negative. Wow. No, no go. This is uh, this my is this the first that me and you have agreed on anything? Have agreed and uh, gone against Juno? It can't yeah, be. Yeah, it first. is. It is. <gasps> Whatever. This is the first. No, this is the first where you both have said no and I've said yes. Oh, there have right. been ones where you have both said yes and I have said no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the first that you both have said in the negative. Wow. And I've said no. It took no. seventy three episodes. Well, and we finally did. Real quick, uh, before we wrap up, is our Juno as a producer good? Is this the first episode of Producer Bros? yes yes well that's gonna do it for us officially now for real (laughs) thank you for listening this was the was it good podcast you can find us on twitter at was it good on twitch uh on twitch twitch.tv slash was it good and on instagram was it good btm thank you and 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 there's a, a friend of mine once said wash your hands and wash your boom boom what? 